Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Alan Briggs. And I'm Jonathan Collier, our content producer at Stay Forth Designs. And we know that the world has been a little bit crazy. I mean, none of us saw this coming, certainly quite like it did, but we know that the coronavirus and being quarantined and work shutting down, but kind of not shutting down, really is going to have a lot of implications on your work. So we want to do a special episode for you on some really practical tips and tools on working from home. And whether you realize this or not, uh, the workforce is seeing this as a better option all the time. Our Stay Forth Designs team literally works from across the country, and we meet up a couple times a week. And so we've actually had a lot of experience with this. So we wanted to share some pain points that we're learning from people that we've surveyed online today, some keys uh, to communication as a team. And we actually want to point you back to episode 65 where we interviewed Trisha Shortino, and Trisha works for Belay Solutions, and they're one of the premier leaders in decentralized work teams, in other words, working from home with all the distractions and the joys and the beauty uh, that that brings. So we just kind of wanted to open up our hearts and minds a little bit to what we experience in a typical work week. So Jonathan, why don't you share some of the typical pain points that people experience in working from home? Yeah, so we did a survey recently, and and in fact, most of the responses we got back fell into three categories. People are either largely distracted, they feel a sense of overwork, and they also feel a large sense of underwork and how to navigate those and find a rhythm. So which one do you deal with on a regular basis? Distraction for me. I mean, by far. So even as we record this, my kids are home right now. If you're working from home the next few weeks, your kids are likely out of school. So you're trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I be a full-time mom and dad and get meals ready? And sometimes my kids will be yelling in the background of either a podcast or a Zoom call when I'm coaching someone. So that's real for me all the time. And there's a level of that that's normal if you're going to be working from home, especially on something like a Zoom call. It's normal uh, that you're going to have some noise in the background and you can mute yourself. But that's been a big deal for me. Um, And I think even for me, Overwork uh, can be an issue, and um, I love taking breaks and be able to go for a walk and to be able to kind of get away. Occasionally, I'll even sneak in a nap, but I have to be careful that working from home, I can be so efficient um, that I don't continue working when I really should just call it a day, close the computer, put my phone away, and then go out and um, you know spend time with the family and just enjoy and head into a different space. Jonathan, what about you? Which of those is the, the hardest for you? I would say the big one's distraction. Um, and I don't think that ever really goes away because you have to realize you the more you work from home and the more you're um, in control of your schedule, the more self-aware you have to be with the outside distractions and how to combat them. Because for me, the longest time I worked out in the brick and mortar space, I went to a job and I was in an office every day and I had people that I led and people that I was in charge of. And so that routine was there. Then I came home and my home routine was largely relaxing, doing you know chores and work around the house. So when you marry those two together, you have to find this balance of like, what does this look like? And it seems simple, but until you're in it, it's very different. And so I had to get thrifty with my time and realize, you know, I can do more and I have control of my schedule. So it may, it may not look like a solid eight hour chunk of time. It might look like what am I going to do in the morning or what am I going to do in the afternoon and what does the evening hours look like? And then realizing that in order for me to stay focused, there's things that I like to do to pull away from work for a little while and then come back. So whether it's running, working out, um, stopping to have a cup of coffee, I can do that, but I have to get thrifty with the the blocks that are there and really live within them. And getting those rhythms set up and getting used to being disciplined in was a huge game changer for me. 
Yeah, that stuff's real, guys. If you're feeling that, everybody else is. There's going to be a lot of grace the next few weeks. Just know that. Your teams are going to have grace on you. Um, we're going to about talk about tools in a little bit, but I think a few key things to pay attention to. If you're working on a team and the rest of the team is decentralized, working from home, number one, trust. Trust is going to be key. You can't be micromanaging your team because you can't just walk into their office. You don't have that proximity with them. Uh, and also, you don't want people micromanaging you. So you can go into a meeting maybe really quickly. Uh, maybe you can text somebody and then you you know have hours to be able to create some content, to be able to answer emails, to be able to get the project done. You got to have trust if you're going to work together as a team. And the second one is communication. You got to figure out your communication so that you're sharing just enough, but ultimately you're not just bothering each other, not sending each other 84 emails in the next few hours. So we wanted to share some tools we actually use every single week at Stay Forth so that we are not continually sending each other emails back and forth. A lot is lost in translation. And let's just face it, email's not very effective for regular communication among a team. So uh, Jonathan, why don't you intro folks to some of the tools that we think are essential if people are going to work from home? Man, uh, communication is key, especially when you can't get up and walk over to someone else's cubicle. So we have a pretty solid communication process that ranges between email, phone, and you know video apps. So one of the ones that I really love is this app called Marco Polo. Um, it allows me or anyone on our team to record a video. It's recorded live, so if someone happens to be there, they can watch it as you're saying it um, and send it. We use it in the, if you send someone to Marco, they get back within you know 24 to 48 hours. Unless you say, hey, can you give me your thoughts back? I'd like to know. And that's been great for times when maybe a text won't work and maybe an email is not going to come across as clear and someone wants to see more of your like rambly thoughts or it's going to take me a minute to communicate this clearly, but I really don't have the space to give you a phone call right now. Uh, Marco Polo has been amazing. And then Zoom uh, for recording videos. I love Zoom. It's been a great place to jump in, grab a quick meeting with our team, whether it's you and I, Alan, one-on-one um, or you know anyone else. Zoom is a great free tool that allows you to really get face-to-face -face when you physically can't be face-to-face -face in the same room. So those are those are tools that I really love. Um, they've made everything really efficient for us, and they've also made things very effective. And they're great things that I think anyone could and should implement into their daily rhythms. One of the tools that I love is actually a tool within a tool, and it is screen share on Zoom. So with Zoom, there's the free edition, as Jonathan said. You can also upgrade for a month uh, to the paid edition. Uh, we love that, it gives you some longer meetings. And actually, you can go within a Zoom room and you can just kind of pop in on people. You can also do a scheduled meeting. Uh, both of those work great. But the screen share is awesome because I can let somebody into a document that I'm working on, tool. Hey, what do you think about this? Take a quick look at it uh, and then share the other screen. So that, that's that been a really effective one for us. Like you said, Marco Polo has been great. Uh, maybe you use some, something like Slack. I know that a lot of teams um, have that. That's going to be really key. For the next few weeks, you're going to have to over-communicate because you're literally not going to have a water cooler conversation, a conversation on the way to the bathroom, something like that. So those would be several tools that, that have been effective uh, for us as a team. But overall, just think for the next few weeks, over-communicate with your team. But also, the last piece, guys, is discipline. Make sure that you are not getting lazy or you are not overworking. You got to pay attention to your family the next few days. Your family has needs. You're going to have to get used to maybe both of you and your spouse, if you're married, are working uh, from home. Maybe you're just not used to doing that. I would say even have regular working hours. 
a tool that I use is our Right Side Up Leader or Right Side Up Journal. Um, and so for all those in our Right Side Up a group, our Facebook group, just interacting about some of the struggles and pressures, we are not saying that this is easy, but we are saying that working from home can have advantages. And if you listen to Trisha's episode, episode 65, she talks about the growing number of people that are functioning online, that are loving working from home. And guys, there are going to be some things the next few weeks that you experiment with that you really love, that you actually think, man, I may be able to do this more often. You're going to discover some things the next few weeks. And we just want to challenge you guys that while the world is spinning in fear, just take a few weeks to do work differently to be at home, to see the advantages of that, maybe to be a little bit closer to your family. But you could actually get more work done this week. You could get different work done this week. You could actually be more present with the family, take a break to go for a walk, maybe take a break to nap, eat a more nutritious lunch, get more extended time with your family. Maybe you get a big project done that would be hard to get done at the office. So instead of seeing this as a massive distraction from work, what if you saw the next few weeks as a massive opportunity to actually get some different kinds of work done. Jonathan, what would you say? Anything else you'd encourage folks in the next few weeks as they're adjusting to working from home? Well, first, I think you hit the nail on the head. View this as an opportunity. Find the positive. There's always a silver lining and view it that way. For many of you, this is new and change is disorienting. Anything that's new is always disorienting at some point, especially when you have to pick it up on the fly. So there's going to be a level of grace there. Know that you don't have to be perfect off the bat. But what I would say, if there's one piece of advice I'd leave you with, is you already start your day a certain way and you already end your day a certain way. Don't change those. What's going to be different is everything that happens in the middle. You can get a little bit more thrifty with your time, strategic with what you do when, use the tools that we've talked about, and then just take each day by itself, take each step forward, and move in the right direction, and it can be a great opportunity for meaningful work. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, these next few weeks, it's an interesting time to be alive. None of us anticipated um, that, that things would spiral really this quickly, but I have to believe there's some opportunity within crisis, that every crisis that comes up, you can discover something new about yourself about your work, and ultimately, to do the work that God has designed you to do, you have to be creative. For the next few weeks, you're going to have to be creative. And if you discover something in the next few weeks, maybe that gives you more flexibility in the future. Maybe if you're sick, or your kid is sick, or you're working from another place, uh, you're on vacation and you want to work a day, then maybe you have more flexibility in the future. Maybe this is a chance for your team to prove to one another that you're actually way more focused and can be trusted way more than you thought. Guys, if there are any ways that we can serve you as a team at Stay Forth, please let us know if there's something you'd like to hear about right now and we could have a timely episode in the midst of the next few weeks. Please let us know. But of course, pay attention every Tuesday and Thursday as episodes of the Right Side Up Leadership podcast drop. We always want to be practical, but beyond that, we want to remind you that you can, in fact, stay healthy and continue to lead for the long haul. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. And guys, we will continue to pray for you as you follow along with this. We know it could be a challenging few weeks for you. Push through, find the opportunities, be creative. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's bonus episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you head over to www.rightsideupleader.com, that's www.rightsideupleader.com, our team has put together a free practical download for you that has more information on how to set yourself up for the best experience when working from home. 
And lastly, do us a favor and share this with anyone you know who's working from home or finds himself transitioning in. Many people are asking questions about what to expect, what can they, you know, what can they learn, what does it look like, and how do they really excel. So download this resource, share it with friends, share the podcast episode with friends, and we will see you on the next episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. So long.